Excited to be in part three-ish of this series. Um, you know, week one was kind of the, the hurricane week, and then um, last week Matt uh, kept us going with the how to get more from God. And really the heartbeat behind this series is that we all want more. Um, you know, I don't know, did you play the commercial last week, Matt, the, of the more commercials? We love those commercials, those uh, Geico commercials, you, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's just more and more and more. Yeah, so we all want more, and that's our mentality. And even when it comes to our spiritual life, we want more. We want to know God more. We want to see God more. We want to uh, experience Him more in our lives. And so the, the key for us is to figure out how do we get more from God. And the beauty of this series is that it's really not that complicated, guys. Uh, there's these things called spiritual disciplines. And Matt last week talked about uh, if you want to know God, if you want to hear from God, guess what? It's as simple as just opening up the Word that, it, that he has for us, opening up his word that he's given to us in the Holy Bible and reading those words and letting them get into our minds and our hearts and change the way we, we live our lives. So if you, if you want to hear from him, open his word. And so today we're going to kind of continue that, that uh, prog, pro, process of, of walking through some spiritual disciplines. Uh, so not only reading the word, but today we're going to talk a little bit about prayer. But before we do, I want to jump in and read the passage of scripture that uh, Matt read last week from Ephesians chapter 3. It says, now all glory to God who is able uh, through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I love that passage because it says, God, he's ready to do more. He's ready to give us more. He's ready to activate more according to his power in our lives if, if we'll just take those steps that are necessary according to his power and his plan and his way. He'll do more than we could even ask or think of him. And so that's such a cool, cool concept and a cool thing. So, so today, here's what I want to talk about is how, how can we see God? How can we see more of God? How can we see God more clearly for who he is and what he wants to do in our lives and in the lives of those around us? And so we're, gonna, we're just going to talk real quickly today about prayer, okay? Because here, here's what I know. How we see God, how we, I think I put this slide up there, how we see God determines how we ultimately live for God. How you see God in your life, how you view God, it ultimately determines how you live your life for God, how you see him. And so here, here's five things that I, that I was just thinking through, is do you really see God? Do we really, as followers of Christ, do we really see him, see God as infinitely strong? Do we really view him as able to do anything that he says he will do? Do we view him as infinitely strong? Do we view him as infinitely righteous, that, that he's holy, that he's pure? Do we, do we really see him that way? Do we believe that he's infinitely good, that he always has our good purpose in mind? Do we believe that he's infinitely wise, that he truly knows all things? And ultimately, do we believe that he's infinitely loving? Does he love us more than anything? Does, does he love us? Do we view him and really see him as infinitely loving? And see, prayer, prayer is our key to seeing God as he is. But here, here's the kicker. It's not a last resort in hard times. And a lot of times we get that flipped in our lives. Prayer becomes a last resort for us when we're facing a circumstance or a situation that's hard or we're trying to figure out what our next step is or whatever. It becomes this last resort. It's not the, the, the first thing. It's not something we think about as, I need to pray so I can see God for who he is and understand what he's about so that I can see him as infinitely wise, infinitely strong, infinitely loving, infinitely righteous. 
Prayer is our key to, to seeing God for who he is. See, at the end of the day, many relationships fall apart because they lose sight of who the other person is. And, and it's because of a lack of communication. If you want to know your spouse, if you want to know what they're about, if you want to see them as they really are, guess what? You better spend some time talking to them. You better spend some time communicating with them. And so many marriages fall apart because that, that, that simple little piece just goes away. They don't talk to each other. Then they, they stop knowing the other person, and they stop realizing what they're really all about. So if you want to know someone, you've got to spend time in conversation. To truly understand another person's point of view, it requires communication. So if you want to understand what God's about in this world, if you want to understand what he wants to do in your lives, if you want to see more of God for who he is and what he wants to do, you've got to spend time in communication with him. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is, is, is the secret sauce to unlock everything that God wants to do in your lives for knowing him for who he is and what he wants to do. At the end of the day, when we fail, when we fail to pray, when we fail to make prayer a, 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 the most necessary part of our lives, when we fail to pray, we ultimately lose sight of who God really is. When we fail to make prayer a priority in our lives, a discipline that we follow no matter what, we ultimately lose sight of who God is. And when you lose sight of who God is, guess what? You lose sight of how you're supposed to live for him. And so communication with God is key. That's what prayer is all about. It's how we unlock knowing who he is and what he's about. And Jesus, he gave us some really cool words about prayer in, in the book of Matthew. And we're going to read some of those today, okay? And Jesus, he talked a little bit about prayer. And, and, and so I'm going to read just a few verses of Scripture. And they're, they're very familiar passages of Scripture, I'm sure, as we read them today. And I'm just going to draw out a few points about, uh, that we can draw out of what Jesus was teaching us about the importance of prayer. And so if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 7 or your tablets or whatever, but we'll obviously have them on the screen. And before we dive into the verse, verse of Scripture, I'm going to do it like this. Usually I flip it. Usually I read the verse and then pull a point out. Well, guess what? I'm going to flip it on you. I'm going to flip the script today. I'm going to give you the point first and then back it up with some Scripture. That's how we're going to roll today, all right? So the first thing Jesus uh, talks about when he's talking about prayer in Matthew 7, again, a very familiar passage, is that ultimately prayer is an invitation, just as we've said, an invitation to see God clearly. It's an invitation. Understand that, that it's an invitation. It's not, it's not a responsibility. It's not even a requirement. It's an invitation into the conversation to understand who he is and what he's about, to see him clearly. And this is what he says in verse 7 of Matthew 7. It says, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. It's an invitation. He's saying, hey, you want to know what I'm about? Ask. You want to know where I'm going? Seek. You, you, want, you want more answers? Knock. Ask, seek, knock. It's an invitation into this incredible conversation to understand who he is and what he's about and what he wants to do in our lives and in the world around us. It's an invitation. I don't know how many of you ever... Um, or parents, but there, there are levels of invitation that you see in this verse. You've got asking, you've got seeking, and you've got knocking. I've got four kids, which is kind of like herding cats a lot of times. Um, you know, at, sometimes in our house, I don't know where they all are, and sometimes they don't always know where I am. 
And so I see these levels play themselves out quite frequently. You know, if I'm in the same room as my kid, if I'm right there face-to-face with them and they need something from me, what do they do? They just ask, Daddy, can I go do whatever it is they want to do? Can I get whatever it is I need to get? Can you do this for me? It's just a simple ask if I'm right there in the same room. But then there's that second level of if I'm not in the same room with them, maybe I'm upstairs, they're downstairs, and all of a sudden you hear, Daddy, Daddy. And then you hear the pitter-patter, Daddy. And I have to answer them. They're seeking me. We're not as close. We're not in the same proximity. They have to seek me out, and then they find me. And, and so I answer them. I talk to them. I figure out what's going on. And then there's that third level where they knock. I call it the bathroom. <laughs> and if you've got kids, you know what I'm talking about. You're lucky if there's a knock sometimes. You're grateful for the knock sometimes. You're closed off. You you seem distant. They don't know where you are. They can't see you. They can't hear you. But then they see the door closed, and they're like, I know where he is. He's trying to catch up on that ESPN article. Let me knock. And so they knock. So these levels that are built in in this invitation of of asking and seeking and knocking, and it's really just about our, our proximity to God. How close are you to God? Or do you feel right next to him? Well, it's simple. Just ask. If you feel a little bit distant, guess what? It's time to go seek him out. If you feel very distant and like you're in two different rooms, sometimes you got to go knock on that door and knock. But the beauty of it is it says when you, when you ask, you'll receive. When you seek, you'll find. When you knock, the door will be open. And so that's just kind of how it hit me with my kids this week of uh, there are these levels of invitation that are in this passage of Scripture. And that's what prayer ultimately is. It's an invitation to see God clearly, to know what he's about. Okay? And the second thing we see in the next verse is that prayer reveals what God wants to do in our life. This is the big thing. A lot of times we turn to it in the last resort because we, we get in that place where we, we've got a fork in the road or a decision to make and and we don't know which way to go, and we're like, okay, God, I'm going to call you in here. I'm going to call in the big guy now to figure this out. But if we started with the understanding that, that prayer, this communication with God, it reveals to us what God wants to do in our lives. It reveals to us. And in verse 8, this is what, what Jesus says. He says, for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open." What that says to me about God is that he longs to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine. But he says, all you got to do is ask. When you ask, guess what? I want to give. I want you to receive. When you seek, guess what? I want you to find the answers. When you knock, guess what? I am willing to open that door, even if it means I don't get to finish my ESPN article. It shows us what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to do more than we can possibly imagine. He longs to give. He longs for us to find him. He longs to open the door during those hard times of our lives. The next part of this passage, I love how this thing kind of just winds up in, in the end here in these next two. Prayer also, not only does it reveal what God wants, but it shows us how much God loves us. Going back to, you really believe that he's infinitely loving? Do you really believe that? 
Because here's what Jesus says. He says, you parents, again, I love the parent theme. If your children ask you for a loaf of bread, if they're hungry and they ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask you for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. No, you give them what they need. You take care of them as parents. And that's what Jesus is pointing to when it comes to communicating with God. Not only does he, he want to show you more about your life, but he longs to give you what you need. He says, you need bread? I'm not going to give you a stone. You need a fish? I'm not going to give you a snake. No, he's, he's a good, good father. And he longs to give what we need. It reveals that God loves us more than we can think or imagine. He loves us so much more. And then the last part of this verse says that, that it shows us that prayer shows us really ultimately that God is better than we can imagine. He is so much better than we can imagine. As good as you think God is, he's so much better. Because not only was he talking about bread and stone and, and fish and snakes, this is what he says. He says, of course not. So if you sinful people... <laughs> Us as parents, if we're sinful people, if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? How much more? As good as you think he is, if we know how to take care of our children and give them bread when they ask for bread instead of a stone, how much more does God want to take care of us and give good gifts to those who ask him? He loves us more than we can imagine. He showed, he's so much better than we could ever be. And so then it becomes, to, if, if you begin to understand that prayer ultimately is the key to seeing God for who he is and what he wants to do, that's really the key to unlock it. How should we pray? How should we pray? Because there's a lot of people that read this verse of Scripture and they turn it into the, this whole thing of, well, there you go. It's, it's, it's right there in Scripture. If I ask him, he's going to give it. He wants to give me everything I want. It becomes a, a name it and claim it kind of philosophy. Can I tell you, that's, that's just not who God is. He doesn't give you everything you want. Because I want to flip this, that last passage of Scripture over where it says, if he wants a fish, who gives him a fish? Well, what, what do you do with the kid who says, you know what, Dad, I really want a cobra. He asks you for a cobra. Do you give him a cobra? No, you don't give him a cobra. Because you know the cobras, you know the danger that, that, that lies within a kid owning a cobra. It's not a good deal. It's probably not going to end well for that kid. You don't give him a cobra because you're a good father. And in the same way, sometimes we ask for things like that. God, if you just give me that house, that house in that one neighborhood so that, so that I can have that. Or if I could have that car or that job or that person whatever it is. Sometimes a good father knows what's best. And that, that's who God is. So does this mean we get everything we ask for? When you read this passage of Scripture, ask and receive, seek and find. No, it doesn't mean you get everything you ask for. It means that God is a good father. He's a good father. He's not a genie in a bottle. And a lot of times we approach prayer like that. Well, let me, let me rub the bottle, let me rub the prayer bottle and get my three wishes. God, 
Give me the house. Give me the car. Give me the, the dream life. Give me the answer that I seek. Give me the thing that I want. That's not how prayer works, and that's not how God operates. God is a good Father, which means sometimes we don't get exactly what we want. It's like the old, the old song, the old Rolling Stone says, says sometimes you don't get what you, what you want, but a lot of times if you try to see it, you'll get what you need. And that's the way God, God is. He's a good Father. He takes care of us. He's not some genie in a bottle, some cosmic uh, wishing agent where we can make requests. And so the key to seeing God clearly, the key to seeing God clearly is knowing who He is and who we are. Or even more importantly, who we are not. So you've got to understand that, that in this communication, in this conversation with God, He begins to reveal more about who He is, about His love, about his wisdom, about his goodness, about his strength. And as you begin to conversate with him, you're like, that, that's who he is. And I can trust him for who he is. And I can rely on him for who he is. I don't have to rely on myself for everything I'm not. So when we get in a conversation with God, we understand positionally who he is, and we begin to understand who we are. That yes, we're flawed, we're broken, we're sinful. And that's why we need a conversation with God. And that's what prayer does is it helps us understand who he is and who we are. And this clarity, this clarity, it only comes, this understanding of who he is and, and what he wants to do, the clarity only comes when we are devoted, devoted to prayer in our life. That it's not just a, a thing we do in a, in a hard time as a, as a last resort, or it's not just something we, we fall on or, or, or think about it in terms of making our requests known and just simply asking all the time. This clarity of understanding who God is and knowing Him more and seeing Him more, it only comes when we're devoted to prayer in our lives. I love the passage of Scripture in, in Colossians 4 where Paul just writes this. Real simple, cut to the chase. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Are you devoted to prayer like that? Or, or, or are you kind of one of those people that just use it as a last resort or see it as a, man, I should really pray, or maybe the only time you pray is when you bless your food. I don't know. But I know prayer is so much more than that. If you want to see God clearly and understand who he is and what he's about and see more of God in your life, you've got to begin to devote yourself to prayer. Got to, or you'll never understand him. So I'll go back to the question that Matt asked. Do you want to see God more? Do you want to see God more in your life? Do you want to see him clearly? Do you want to know who he is? Do you want to know what he's about? Do you want to understand more about him? Do you want to see him more? It's a challenging question, but the key is prayer. It's an invitation into a conversation to know him, to communicate with him, to understand him, to begin to see him as loving, as wise, as all-powerful, as a good father who has our interest in mind. Even when we don't get the, the things that we think we want, we've got to understand that God is so much more. 
And so earlier on, I don't have these passages up, but this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. This, this is one of those last-minute um, audibles that, that, that I called here, and um, the staff will probably get mad at me. But I'm, I'm just going to read a passage of Scripture out of Matthew 6. And again, it, it's a passage of Scripture we're, we're all very familiar with if you've been around the church for any amount of time or, or even just, just grown up in, in, the, in the South or in the world we live in. <laughs> you, you know this passage of Scripture. And it's a beautiful passage of Scripture because right before Jesus tells us to, to ask and seek and knock and talks about how good of a father that God is, he, he ultimately gives us the blueprint of how you should pray. And he gives it to us in, in, in what's called the Lord's Prayer. And I'm not saying you have to pray these exact words all the time, but the blueprint that is laid out is beautiful and it's incredible. And so I want to read that uh, to you guys this morning. And it's found in Matthew chapter 6, and I'm just going to pick it up in verse 7. And again, this is Jesus talking to the disciples, and he says, When you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father, he already knows exactly what you need before you even ask. He already knows because he's a good Father before you even ask. So pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food that we need and forgive us our sins as we've forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Again, very familiar, very familiar passage of Scripture and the blueprint for how we should pray and the beauty of prayer because just walking through it, he, he starts off by saying, listen, it's not some big show. It's a personal conversation between you and between God. It's a personal conversation. Don't babble on and on. Don't make it a big show. It's not what it's about. It's about a personal conversation so you can begin to understand and see God clearly. So don't babble on and on. It says, here, here's how you should pray. And I love how it begins. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. It begins with the understanding who he is and who we are. He's a good father and he's in heaven. He's above us. He, he's more than we could imagine. And then he goes in and he says, may your kingdom come. I'm saying, it's not about me. It's not about my wishes. It's not about the things that I want. It's about your kingdom. It's about your plan. It's about what you want. I want to see that unfold. May your kingdom be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he gets into the, give us today the food that we need. I don't want excess. I just... I just, want, I just want my needs met. I just want, I want to know that I can trust you to take care of the things in my life. Give us the food we need and forgive us. Forgive us for the times we don't see you clearly. Forgive us for the times that we don't spend time with you. Forgive us for the times where we fail to make prayer a priority, where we fail to be devoted to this conversation that you've invited us into. Forgive us and help us to forgive those who sin against us. And then it says, and don't lead us to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. That's saying, you know what? Now that I understand who you are and what you want to do, and that I can trust you no matter what, 
I'm going to trust you to lead my life. I'm going to trust you to, to guide me so that when temptation does come, I can focus on you and who you are because I can see clearly who you are. I see more of you because of this conversation, this devotion that I have to prayer in my life. And so kind of winding down, just, just four quick things about prayer. If it's not a priority, if it's not something you're devoted to in your life, here's four quick things just to begin that process and to take that step. And the first one is set aside time. Again, it doesn't have to be long. It's not a big show. Just set aside time. Early in the morning, get up. When you're driving in the car, whatever, whatever your routine is, just allow five more minutes in the morning. I've, I've been doing this cheesy thing of, I actually took a spiritual gifts test in our small group. And, and uh, you know, when you do those things, you have to put in your email. And so I get inundated with these emails, you know, and, and usually I'm just like, ah, another email, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. But one day one came through and it was just this, it was just a simple prayer. And so for the last, like, month, I've been reading through these prayers in my email instead of just, like, unsubscribing and, and doing it. And they're beautiful prayers. They're not, they're not always my words, but, but it's unbelievable how much they express my heart most mornings. And it's just a great way for me in the morning. You know, I have this routine in the morning where I have to let the dog out, I make coffee, I sit on a swing, I read a couple things, and then I open up this email and I read this prayer. And it's just an incredible thing that when I set aside that time, not saying it revolutionizes everything about my life, but it refocuses me and it shows me that, okay, this is who God is, this is who I am, and this is what he wants to do. So maybe it's something like that for you. I don't know. Maybe you need to subscribe to a prayer thing. But, but whatever it is, set aside some time to spend time in the conversation with God. Second thing is, is begin to seek to know God first. Don't come to God in prayer with this wish list, with this, okay, God, here I am, and I need this, and I want you to do that, and if you could do this, it would be really helpful today. Uh, Tom at work has been really a pain in my rear. Can you deal with him today? Help me deal with him better. Don't come at him with, with your wish list. Seek to know God first. Seek to understand his will. Seek to know him first and foremost before anything else. And then trust him for everything you need. Because when you begin to understand who he is and what he's about, it begins to develop this sense of, okay, no matter what happens today, I can trust you because I know your plan is better than my plan. However you want to work this out according to your will, not my will, will be the best thing in the end because I understand that you're a good father and you have my, my good in mind. So trust him for everything. And then lastly, you can begin to just say, you know what, God, you already know that I have this need, whatever it is. I'm, just, I'm trusting you and I believe and, and I'm asking you just to, to help me to trust you, that you're going to show up in this, that you're going to help me deal with this, that you're going to help me handle this situation as you've called me to. So tell him your needs. See, at the end of the day, to see God more, it means that we've got to know him. To see him more in your life, to see him more in your friend's life, to see him as he is, it means that you've got to know him. And the secret to knowing him lies in this invitation, this thing that we call prayer, this invitation into an incredible conversation to know him, to understand him, to see him as he is, and to understand who we are as we relate to him. 
So we've got to begin to communicate. We've got to be people that are devoted to prayer. We've got to become people that are devoted not only to reading his word and letting that get into our hearts, but, but that are engaged in conversation and communication with him consistently, every day, all the time. We've got to be people that are devoted to prayer. And so I'll go back to that question. Do you want to see God more? Because that's ultimately where it lies. Do, do you want to see him more? Do you want to know him more? Do you want to see him more? And it's as simple as we read in Matthew 7. Ask, seek, and knock. And those three things all involve us coming to him, seeking out conversation and communication with him. Ask him. Seek him out. Knock in those times where he's hard to find. And he will answer. And he will show up. And he will be present in our lives. Let me pray for us today. God, I thank you. Thank you that first and foremost you are our good Father and that we can trust you in that. And we can trust that you have our good in mind and that, that, that your kingdom is going to happen on this earth and you've invited us into a conversation that we can understand and know what you want to do in our lives in the lives of those around us. And God, such an incredible invitation it is that, that a lot of us just don't engage in. We don't take that step. We don't set aside that time. And so, God, I pray first and foremost that you would forgive us for not engaging with you in, in, in that way, for not seeking to know you for who you are. And then I pray, God, that you would begin in, in, in our lives to help us to set aside that time, even if it's just two or three minutes a day just, just to converse with you, to talk to you, to get to know you more. Because I, I know that as we do that, it will shape how we view you. It will shape how we see you. It will help us to see you clearly. And as we begin to see you clearly, things begin to change in our lives. We begin to live our lives differently and, and, and things begin to happen in our lives that, that we may not be able to explain or understand but it only comes from being in communication with you and understanding and seeing you clearly as you are. And that only happens when we become people that are devoted to spending time with you in prayer. And so God, that's my heart and my prayer today and, and, and all these words is just that people would hear that we have this incredible invitation to know you and to spend time with you. And I pray that we would be people that accept that invitation on a daily basis. We love you. We thank you for your goodness, for your love, for your wisdom, for your righteousness. We thank you for calling us to be with you. And it's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen.